Hey, 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 this is Tracy Harrell. Today, I am so excited. So I get two of my favorite people on today. So we have Miss Debrina Jackson-Gandy. You'll see her in a moment. She's absolutely amazing. And we're going to be talking about topics aligned with this theme for the year. Our theme, remember, is achieving your best, most successful, most powerful year yet. And that can mean a lot of things. For me, part of what it means is we're going to help you to achieve your, your best life. But it also has a lot to do with how do you get there, right? And then what can we do to help others? So today's topic is really around integrity and the topic of inclusion. Those two topics are equally aligned, especially when one of the things that I do as a certified success coach is to help individuals and organizations get to the next level related to inclusion, related to diversity and inclusion in businesses, but also related to integrity and anything you want to complete in your life, right? So today's guest that I have in studio is Ms. Chloe. Chloe. I'm so glad to have you. Introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and tell us when we first met, which was actually divine connection. Absolutely. Tell us about who you are and what are you most passionate about? Absolutely. So my name is Chloe Harris. Um, thank you for having me here today. Um, I work at Amazon as a senior DEI program manager. So wait, some people and, don't know what DEI is. Yeah, so let me break that down a little bit. So we're talking diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, many people like to go in the order of inclusion, diversity, and equity because first inclusion has to come. Um, I'm grateful to have the term of employment that I have. Um, I say this because I am able to blend my social justice uh, focuses um, as well as my uh, with my career. Um, so I'm always working, even when I'm not working, is what I often tell people. Um, but I'm very passionate on this subject, um, especially I'm grateful to be here to talk about inclusion specifically uh, because without creating and cultivating that environment in which individuals feel that sense of belonging, um, we get into, especially if we think about corporate America, we get into playing that like net zero game. Like we can get them in the door, but they're not going to stay. Um, so it's very important um, to have that uh, culture cultivated around inclusivity. Um, so again, that's just a little bit about myself. I'm grateful to be here today. Yay. I love you. I like your energy too. Like I'm kind of like, hey, let's do this. <laughs> and you're like, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to get it done. And it's all going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> right, that. It's good. It's good. I love it. So one of the first questions that I asked Ms. Debrina Jackson-Gandy was really on this idea of integrity. Mm. Integrity really is key to everything that we do. You know, as a success coach, we've talked about this success wheel, right? Mm -hmm. And so some areas of our life we do extremely well. In other areas, we may be less in less integrity. For example, I need to go work out more frequently. Likewise. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> right. And so I'm not necessarily in integrity when it comes to the things that I say I want to do and the things that we do. So would you like to define integrity and tell us why integrity is really so important when it comes to achieving any goal in life? Yeah. For me, integrity has to align with those core values. What are your core values? That is very important, right? When we think about what we stand for, what we stand for, um, first of all, I want to double back. It's important to, <laughs> it's important to be careful when you say tell people what they stand for. Make right. sure what you stand for also is inclusive of others, right? Raising others. And in that standpoint, how do you model that, right? Be a role model. Uh, for what you say you value and what you stand for. Um, and that's very important when we think about in the corporate sense. I love, love, love a team that isn't 
C-suite leaning, so that's executive suite leaning, and it isn't grassroots leaning, but it instead combines the two. Um, that is very important to capture those perspectives and lived experience throughout all levels of the organization. And yes. then from there, how are you going to role model inclusivity? How are you going to lead through your values that you've established? Um, and there is where you find whether or not you're leading with integrity. Y'all, you see why I love this one? <laughs> Do you see why I love that? We use this term a lot. It's really about role modeling. Do what you say and say what you do. Now, when I asked Debrina about integrity, let's, integrity, let's see what she has to say. I love it. You're going to get the sound Steps right. kind of program. It is a 12-month life. So we're going to start over. We're going to start Debrina's message over real quick. This is a video. We're going to start, um, start, start. So I, I interviewed her yesterday on these topics of integrity. And so what I have my amazing producer doing is basically pulling in her answers into this conversation. So I wanted to make sure we bring this conversation of integrity in align with this conversation of inclusion because they are directly related. And as you know, the work that we're doing this year for the, I'm also president of the National Black MBA Association, Seattle chapter, and there's 41 chapters around the country. And the work that we're doing this year, um, it continues to build on integrity. It continues to build on inclusion. But our theme for the year is promises kept. Mm. What do you think about when you hear the term promises kept and how important it is for us to keep our promises? Ooh, I think of a lot. I think of a lot. <laughs> um, but if I'm going to keep it um, within the context of, say, corporate America, yes. right? I think it's very important to think of in the wake of 2020, everything that happened. You saw pretty much every company send out their, their vision, their mission towards DEI. They also sent out their goals, their representation. Um, and so when I think of promises kept in that sense, I think, okay, we, we shared all this. We level set it where we're going, the direction we're going in. Now, let me see that update. That's a part of keeping that promise kept. Let me see that update. Let me ensure that we're still tracking in the right direction. Let's not just treat this as a hot-button topic, but this is something that needs to be ingrained in our culture. And if our culture is our culture, whatever we want to perpetuate outside has to be inside as well. I'm sorry, but yes, I get so excited when I'm with people who are directly aligned with the work that we're leading. So she just said this is personal. It's personal for all of us. And so if you've made some declarations or you're with a company that made declarations, what we're going to be asking you to do is to really stay with us on this journey. Right. We're, we're lovingly holding each other accountable. We're lovingly sharing our best practices. We're leading an initiative that's specifically specifically related to how to achieve a goal through accountability, through community, through shared learnings, through best practices, through the challenges, through the things that don't work. Yes. We have something that I call a bigger than me moment. We'll talk about that another show and go into details about it. But a lot of leaders say they don't really know how to change things because they've been doing what they've been doing, even though the results have not aligned with where they want to be. Now we actually have a way for us to get to a different learning a different sharing. So are we ready for Ms. Debrina now? Okay, let's do it. Let's see what Debrina had to say about integrity. And Juicy Woman University. And as you know, it is not just a seven ways, eight steps kind of program. It is a 12 month life transformation program. Yes. When you talk about transformation, you're not just talking about progress and improvement. You're talking about going beneath the surface, beyond behaviors, and even deeper than thoughts to beliefs and belief systems, which as we know, those are what run our lives, not us. And one of the cornerstones 
of a powerful life, a successful life, one built on rock and not sand that has sustainability, resilience, and longevity is this notion of integrity. And in the course and in my teachings, I define it as your ability to keep your word. You say so, you do so. And there's three levels of integrity. There's integrity with self, which is the trickiest because when you make a commitment to yourself and say, I'm going to do this and such, no one else is usually aware of it, but you. So the easiest level to breach or break integrity is with self, whether it's resolutions, whether it's daily actions where we say we shall do or will do something. The second level of integrity is interpersonal, where now there's another self that you are making an agreement with, saying, I shall do, I will do, saying so, and declaring it shall be because of your involvement or participation, keeping your word to another self. But then the highest level of integrity is keeping your word in a group, whether it's a team, whether you're leading a company, whether you are over a project team. Um, leadership is that third level of integrity. And it is like um, the foundation of a house and a significant amount of time is taken on laying a foundation of a house or a building because the entire structure depends on the integrity of the foundation. Same thing in our lives, same thing in our businesses, same thing in our professional lives. And so many of us have holes, cracks, fissures <laughs> in our foundation, integrity being one of them. And yet we keep trying to build and wonder why it isn't taking, it isn't sticking, it keeps crumbling, I can't get traction, I'm having to effort too much. So integrity is a cornerstone principle of a powerful life, powerful leadership, and a successful, sustained business. I love that, I love that. And so the reason I wanted to bring this topic back to this audience no, no, no. is because there's so many things that we are saying we want to do in 2022. The question is, what are you gonna do in 2022? We have an opportunity to up-level everything. And if we're up-leveling our personal lives, that means we really have to take a lot more seriously things that we say we're going to do. Success is really all about accountability. And so when I became a certified success coach, it was like, I had to check myself. I was like, you know, I do some things extraordinarily well and other things I've kind of let go. So when I think about, we have, we have something called a success wheel. It has five key elements, 10 topics, but it relates to business and relationships and, you know, your environment and things like, you know, we, we all know that we can be successful in one area, perhaps your business, but not be where you want to be as it relates to maybe your wellness or a relationship, for example. And so really deciding that you want to have a higher level of integrity in all aspects of your life is what this conversation is about. Yeah. Now, when Debrina said it's integrity to yourself and integrity to others, we're going to talk about that as well. So the first question I want to ask you, Debrina, is really talk a little bit about this idea of how we rationalize our way. Like we, we make these little deviations. Well, I said A and B and C, and now we're at A, B, D, and V. And you're like, but that's <laughs> not what we said. Like I do it all the time. Like when it comes to my workout, well, I didn't do the, the, the this, but I, you know, modified and 
you know, I'm going to do it later, or I'm going to do something else. And it's like, when you, let's talk a little bit about the importance of being clear and sticking to what you say. And then if you're going to try to make an adjustment, pause, realize that you didn't do what you said, get a, a new agreement in place, whether that's with yourself or someone else. Let's talk about these adjustments, this yeah. flexibility. Well, I call it cleaning it up because mm. what happens is your spirit is there every moment of your life. Other people may not be there, but your own spirit is there with you every moment of your living life. And so when you are in violation of your own word to self, another, or a group, or team, or in leadership, your spirit is aware of it. But we have to understand that we are made a very specific way. In this year of 2022, the repercussions for living against and in opposition to that way we're made is now rising to the surface and we see breakdown and implosions and disintegration everywhere, including mentally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. So we got cleanup to do because our spirit has recorded it all. So how do you clean it up? So if you have a bucket, let's say, and you keep trying to do more and you have all these goals, which is like pouring more stuff into the bucket, but the bucket has holes. <laughs> So just to make more plans and pour more stuff into the bucket is futile until you repair and fill the holes. So if you gave a word to another, for example, and you flaked, you didn't show up, you didn't come through, then one, you got to clean it up because their, uh, their movements were in accord with what you said. If someone says, hey, let's meet at three, confirm it, they're there at three, they've adjusted their energy, time, life, and choices to fulfilling that agreement. So if you flake, you don't show up, then you got to clean it up. Mm -hmm. Then let's say it's 2.30 and you see, oh, that agreement, I'm not going to be able to keep it. Well, then you communicate before you break it. I find that with women afterwards, oh, this came up. And we're used to that being acceptable. This came up, sorry, I couldn't be there. Oh, this came up, I wasn't able to make it. Afterwards. Right. So we haven't been taught the basics of integrity and how to clean it up. I would say to people, don't make any new plans for a month. Go back and see all of the breaches of integrity you need to clean up with yourself, where you need to acknowledge it and say, I release that agreement now. I'm not going to, um, it's not important to me anymore or make a new one or others, make out your list and go down and clean it up. Hey, you know, three weeks ago, two years ago, <laughs> fill the holes. So I that's that. real and we can continue to try to set new goals and new plans, but we're gonna look behind us and the water is leaking out of the bucket and we're gonna be working way too hard. And then because life is reflective, if, you have out of integrities you haven't cleaned up and addressed, then you will find that others will deal with you and not operate in integrity. Isn't that the craziest thing? It, it's it actually is. fascinating. So I love that. Yes. I, do, Very do, powerful message. I'll tell you that much. Right? Yes. Like when you think clean it up, clean it up, clean it up. I think so often, why do we have to clean it up though? Right? I think a lot of the reason why we often have to clean it up, especially going back to a corporate America sense, is that we don't have those feedback loops in place. What's our feedback loop mechanisms? When we're going through changes, when we're going through change management systems, what feedbacks are in place, <laughs> feedback loop mechanisms are in place to ensure that 
all voices who be leading that project, engaging that project, have had a say in that project so that we don't feel like we're so often going back and cleaning up these <laughs> leaky buckets. And, and most times we don't clean them up. Right. One of the one of the individuals that I love so much, and I'm going to have Erica, her name is Erica Stricker. She's with CBRE, and she supports Microsoft. It's the company that I worked for for my last five years in corporate America. And one thing that she said was, and it, and it made me fall in love with her immediately. Mm-hmm. She said, Tracy, we thought we were doing all the right things. Like we were doing what people say you're supposed to do for DNI, but we had a hole in the bucket issue. She admitted the number of people that leave that are diverse exceeds significantly the number of people who stay. And if you compare based on whether it's race or sex, right, women, you know, when, when you're diversity, everything that we talk about is about inclusion for all. We're not talking about inclusion for black people. We're saying inclusion for everyone. Because if you create a culture of inclusion, then that means that everyone feels included. I mean, by definition, right? Are there some that might be feeling more excluded than others? Obviously, the numbers tell the story. So when she said, we have a hole in the bucket issue, she hired someone new to her team, and I can't wait to bring them both back in. But when you think about this idea of having a hole in the bucket issue when it comes to corporate America, right, and not necessarily living like having the right intentions, mm. but not even knowing, not even being aware, fully aware. I feel like there's some awareness, uh, but there's definitely some lack of integrity when it comes to what we say we want yes. and the lived experience for others. Absolutely. And that's what we're working for today. That's what this year is going to be all about. We're going to help you to close that gap, mm-hmm. right? If you say you want it, we're going to tell you how to get there. We're also going to provide you with some feedback. Absolutely. Some loving feedback. <laughs> right? Where you can improve is through feedback. Absolutely. Right? right? Absolutely. This makes me think of um, Bethany Wilkinson's book, The Diversity Gap, right? Mm. How do we make those good intentions meet true cultural change? And I think a lot of the emphasis should come from that cultural competency piece, right? When you think of inclusion, how else do you create an inclusive space with all these different cultures without that cross-cultural dialogue, without that cross-cultural awareness, um, is very important, and that's what keeps your diverse talent there because they feel acknowledged. Um, it's super important. I love you. I love that. I love that so much. And what I also love is you talked about the commitment, you know, that you have within your organization. Um, there are a lot of organizations that are saying the right things, mm-hmm. that, are, that are clear on what their strategic plan is, their strategic mission and vision is, but there's not a lot of this is what do we do when we are not in integrity? What do we do when the lived experience of people that may or may not speak up? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that because I think the idea of, of holding yourself in not only personal integrity, but it's really about integrity to that group. She mentioned those three layers. Yeah. So when you're really, you're responsible. Those people are in your care. Mm-hmm. So when you are loving, caring for being truly deeply intentional about changing the experience of others, there, there, there's a lack of integrity there that is an amplified yeah. problem that really has created trauma and drama in ways that we're not even acknowledging. I think that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. fallacies is that the, the fact that trauma occurs when these what sounds benign topics of unconscious bias, right? We say it like it's a benign statement. It can be traumatic in so many ways. So what are your thoughts about just this idea of really acknowledging some of the some of the 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 inconsistencies that exist and how we can prioritize those. So um, when I think of this, I immediately think of what leaders say they're tired of seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I then circle back just to that. 
how do we stop seeing it? Um, so that's literally what I'll ask, right? What is your now? And what is you? What do you? What would you like your tomorrow to look like? Mm. Um, and so if you're telling me you don't want to lose your Black, Latinx, Native American top tier talent or talent, what are we doing to solve that, right? So I think a lot of it is the awareness, though. What I've learned in my work, a lot of it is the awareness, not having the awareness of the tools and resources that are at one's disposal. Now, once you have those aware, that awareness, how are you going to lead through your integrity? This is what you want to change. This is what you say you value. How are you going to leverage those resources to ensure that you now amplify those voices, that you now tap into yourself to understand your unconscious biases a little better so that when you're in those rooms making decisions where you have those different cultures, that you have that better self-awareness so that you can close that gap, close that leaky bucket, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. So going back to, are there any areas in your life? Because, again, I, could, I, I like to talk, we say with this show, we bring in research. We bring in, you know, books that I've read. I've read like a thousand books. And so the idea of saying, here's what, what, what people say in, in these various books. But when I bring in real people mm-hmm. that can tell a real story, you were so organic in your, and, and so authentic that there was no way I was not going to have you on today. I just moved some things around. I'm like, no, no, no. I, 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 find, that I find these type of little moments of divine connection, Absolutely. the type of things that, that, I got, that I follow down as deep and fast as I possibly can. I don't hesitate. So thank you for being so flexible. And like, I'm in. When, when we meet? Yes. When we going to do this? Y'all, I didn't tell her. I met her yesterday. Yeah. I met her at an event yesterday at Amazon. It was the... Um, Black Employees Network was hosting an event called Black Market, yep. which was pretty, pretty impressive. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Bringing Ta- together local local business, black businesses mm-hmm. um, in the Seattle, Tacoma metro area. It was really lovely seeing. I know me. I bought some stones and like, <laughs> getting that spiritual connection with some folks out there, understanding where uh, poetry, I could find like different live stand-ups and things like that. Just I'm more connected with my community, especially since I moved here about six months ago. So you've only been here for six months. Yeah. It was really nice to be in this room, this whole space yeah. with community because, again, we've had, a, you know, a bit of decentralization, right, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. I'm saying that nicely. We've had, like, a community that is now being brought together yeah. in ways that are, you know, felt very organic yesterday. It Absolutely. felt like we were something we should do regularly, mm-hmm. right, not a one-time nope. event perhaps monthly, we know that that community exists for us to be able to Mm -hmm. connect with. So how do we acknowledge um, the work that was happening at Amazon? Because, I mean, no no company has got it all right. Right. But for them to have done that, we got to acknowledge. I think you have to, the definition of success is really about accomplishments, and it's about those things that happen along the way. It's not that end goal, are we there yet? Right. Right. It's about the things that we do that we can celebrate in success and, and celebrate the success of that thing. Mm-hmm. So let's pause for a minute because I know there was also someone there from your uh, there's like a Amazon business accelerator. Mm-hmm. It was like all kind of energy there. So we could take a moment to pause and give Amazon some yes. credit yes. for this particular Absolutely. Engagement. Uh, Amazon is doing what I, like most people call it success, what I call is greatness. Mm. And the reason why I differentiate success and greatness is because we see, we can look at a lot of successful people in our world, but are they great? Mm. Are they doing something that's for the good of others, mm. for the good of humanity? Um, and that's why I was really impressed with Amazon, and I have been throughout this entire month, just our theme, Remarkably Black. You just immediately think of the resiliency. You immediately think of the, the greatness Bigger than oneself. This is bigger than me. And that's the energy Amazon gave this month. That's the energy we continue to give every month. 
I love that. I love that. She's like every month. Yeah. <laughs> I love Black Employee Network. It's incredible. incredible. So, so let's talk a little bit about that, too. we got to give them a, a major shout-out yeah. because they're all on social media. Whenever I see anything, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. These are my people. Um, when I went to the MLK uh, March, mm-hmm. they were they were front and center there, and we mm-hmm. were like, yes, we're going to be doing some great things this year, and I'm excited to be doing some things with them. It, it is about changing the status quo, right? It's right. about, I'm, I, I say it's moving beyond Courageous, courageous conversations to leading change and building legacy. Right. And, and they're activated. They're yes. activating others. And it's a beautiful thing. Even at the MLK concert or the MLK parade, they mm-hmm. were talking about many of them don't live in that area anymore, but how exciting it was mm-hmm. to see people come back to right at Garfield High School and just, you know, embrace that connectivity, that community, just being around people yeah. that look like you. Have a similar shared experience, right? And we do an incredible job of that internally as well, right? Um, big focus is our uh, mental health and well-being affinity mm. group. Often collabs with Black Employee Network mm. to lead those aware- that awareness of uh, certain things we're taught growing up. For instance, you have to work twice as hard. Let's reaffirm that. Let's change that up a little bit, huh? Mm. Um, so we bring in amazing guest speakers such as Brittany Janae and whatnot. So. Uh, Brittany Janae, you may not know her, but she works for the Winners Group. Incredible, incredible thought leader in the space of emotional intelligence and cultivating uh, well-being. Um, and so Amazon uh, partners with women such as herself to just come in and share that lived experience of, listen, I had to recognize and understand that I am not my work. I am not my work. Um, and though, although some days I, I'm going to give you the best I got, but some days you're going to get what you're going to get, as she says in one of her afternoons. <laughs> I and love it. it. Just that, oh, man, it was just amazing just having that level set, that community, that natural understanding without explanation. And what I love about this is that when you talk about mental health, we have to talk about mental health. Yes. Right? We have to talk about it. And I think it's important to also talk about the fact that, and I mentioned this earlier, but there there are cases where this concept of inclusion is being kind of it's like this surface dialogue. Yeah, We talk about unconscious bias. But I sat across from a girl. It was her first job out of college, and she wanted to commit suicide because of her experience in corporate America. She's like, I don't understand. Yeah, She thought she was going home as a failure. I was like, no, darling, we failed you. This is called the system. Right. There's a system in place, right, where it doesn't necessarily, like, we, we have to educate people about what could happen Here's what you can do. Here's how you activate allies. And, like, I think that's part of my motivation. That's part of my why is saying we can't have young people. I just went and picked up my friend's daughter from a golf lesson. And I'm (laughs) like, hey, you know, anytime that I can invest in our youth, Mm -hmm. it's so important. But she didn't know. She had no experience. No one had told her what it could look like, what it could feel like, Mm -hmm. and or what solutions exist. And I think there's a lot of allies who also want to to, to be more deeply activated. And that's the work that I'm leading. It's called Transformational Inclusive Leadership. We have actually steps of what to do to not only change the status quo, but to do it in a way that's beautiful, yeah. that is loving, that is kind. So when you think about trauma, have you ever met anyone, you're in DNI, that has yeah. said, oh my God, this is, some, this is crazy. So that story you just shared is not a one-off story. It's definitely not. Far from, far from. And that's why I think it's really important as leaders, as people leaders, as servant leaders, we tap into who our, our, our people are. Um, and that means getting that understanding of who they are outside of work. I, I'll say this, right? It's very important as a leader to have awareness around these three things. That is psychological awareness, or excuse me, availability, mm-hmm. psychological meaningfulness, and psychological safety. 
So when we yeah. think of safety, how are you creating those environments in which that person can bring their whole self to work? That way you can learn they may be a first-generation corporate America worker, because that is a thing. That's a thing. Especially in underrepresented communities and having to adjust. Think about the work that underrepresented communities, their families usually do, blue-collar right. work. Right. So it's different stepping into what's known as white-collar work. And then when you think about uh, availability, you automatically think about work-life balance. Mm. How are we instilling that work-life balance? Meaning in, okay, I have this awareness that they have to pick their child up from school at 3. So that means that I'll make sure that our meetings are cease and desist by 3 o'clock before then so you have time to go get them. Just having that awareness, yes. tapping in with them. And then meaningfulness. How are you connecting this to something that I, I, I find meaningful? How are, you, how, you, how are you tapping into me? To make sure that I'm tapping into this, mm. so to speak. Um, and I think it's so easy for leaders to say, well, I'm the leader. Do as I say. But I'll tell you one thing I've learned in being a leader at Amazon. Being a leader who just values the human aspect of that person makes you look good as a leader. I, I, they perform better. They Everything perform about better. it is better. It's no longer about <laughs> me. And I'm just like, no, don't give me that credit. That's, that's that person. That's that. <laughs> but it naturally just comes and they just exude confidence and they just do incredibly well. And that's always going to be a reflection of you as a leader. So what are you pouring into them mm. to get that out of them? Mm. I am so glad we connected. <laughs> this is going to be the first of many conversations. And I think I mentioned to you, I, I contributed to three books that became international bestsellers. My next two are coming out right now. I use this show as my accountability to make mm-hmm. sure that this is the type of content. These are chapters. These are This is the, the, the content for the book. I'm not just here talking to myself, right? I'm yeah. making sure that the book has video content so our youth will see us. Mm-hmm. They will hear us. They will know that we love them. They will know that this work is for them. And leaders will hear and see what it takes for them to be successful, Absolutely. right? And there's a, there's not one one definition of how to be successful, but there's, there's several. And we're going to yeah. many. There's many ways to be successful, but there are certain core elements. And when you mentioned this idea of psychological safety mm-hmm. I think that is so huge one of the questions that I asked Sabrina yesterday was really around what happens when integrity and trust is broken let's see what mm-hmm. she had to say and the importance of trust and what happens when that's broken like oh that's kind of connected to me well I'll start with the first part where you talked about integrity and the relationship to inclusion and what I see is that there is a critical element that isn't being talked about enough, two critical elements that are not being talked about enough in that space. It, it, it's yes, say so, do so. We said, here's our initiative and then walk it out, carry it out, operationalize it and all that. But what I see is missing is the will because when the will is there, then choices are congruent with the will and then the results are congruent with the will. So there's conversation, there's statements, but I see the will is missing because the results demonstrate that will is missing. So if it keeps being about, hey, we're trying, we're really working on it, the will isn't there. When the will is there, it happens. Now, then there's the deeper question. Well, why is the will not there? What's that really about? Then you have some beliefs. Beliefs operate like truths, even if they're false, delusional, warped. Nonetheless, they dictate our thoughts and then our behaviors. So unless you have gone through some kind of major detox process, 
having grown up in America, then you are operating from some very specific kind of beliefs that operate in contradiction to efforts to be inclusive and to value the contributions of especially brown and black people as one form of diversity. So that's not being discussed because then you got to go into beliefs, then you got to go into healing. And we think all oh, that's messy in America because we are all about materialism. But here we are in a collapsing country in terms of the paradigms and the tenets on which we have built it. Yes. Falling uh, away, expired yes. long ago, but propped up with two toothpicks, bubble gum, and, and control of media. So the will has not been there. And that comes from, and, and I learned a powerful lesson when I was chair of the board at Highline College. We rotated that. I love that. So there's so much that we could do with Debrina. Because I didn't want, I wanted to get, I saw you nodding your head when we call that the amen corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when someone's yeah. like, mm. Debrina was in some incredible points there. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Absolutely. So what, 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 I saw you nodding when she was talking about beliefs. That. What, 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 mm. what, what, what hit you the most? I mean, there's a lot there. Mm. I think it's so important. I, we, th- we discussed this a little bit yesterday yes. when we met. It's, what she just got at was the origin story piece. A lot of yes. people don't want to take that time to learn their origin story, right? Because then you get at those internal battles, right, with who, who you are, which shouldn't be the case, right? I think it's a lot of unlearning involved. Um, and inclusion um, and creating those spaces and awareness around understanding yes. others' cultures. Um, and so <laughs> I was amening quite a bit throughout <laughs> that because when she, especially when Farina was hitting at the, the paradigms of what this nation was built on, right? Mm. Like mm. equality for all. And here we are talking about equity. <laughs> here we are talking about equity. It's really important to really think of the connective tissue. That's why I love the work that I do both outside of Amazon right. and in Amazon when it comes to social justice and DEI. Mm-hmm. They're entwined. Totally. They're intertwined. It should 100%. be diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice. Because mm. that gets at that what? That integrity piece. How are we mm. holding ourselves accountable? Um, so, yeah, I can understand why it's difficult <laughs> to have the conversation sometimes. <laughs> you just got to do that self-work first, and that can be very uncomfortable. Well, I, well, let's, let's, let's go there for a minute. Because we also talked yesterday about the self-work and the yeah. importance of, of this work, right? Yeah. We, I was talking to Debrina, and we'll show that in a second. But I was talking to her about the work that I do and the reason I think what I do is so unique, mm-hmm. um, but exciting, <laughs> is that I lead with love, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think it's important for us to continue to have the conversations and give each other grace, Yes, right? Because when you think about, you know, this work, I mean, you, you just mentioned, we, we have an opportunity to do that self-work first, and it's the yeah. first step. I have a seven-step process, right, that allows people mm-hmm. to do some things, and one part is do a little self-inventory, yeah. but I also bring in, I have like hundreds and hundreds and thousands of videos of, of, of diverse individuals, uh, as well as allies, leaders who are not diverse, who, who, are, who are willing to really put their stories out there mm-hmm. in a way that I think you often don't hear. But once you build trust with people, you're able to actually change who you are once you hear someone's heartfelt story you know Brene Brown says stories that we own Mm. we get to write the ending and stories that we don't own own us right and so we get to own our origin stories I mean it's important for us to own our origin story but decide how do I want this story to end for Mm -hmm. me 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more there, right? Mm-hmm. When I <laughs> when I started thinking about um, this in the sense of work, right? Now, once you have that awareness of yourself, what's the next piece? Mm-hmm. How do you then come back to the table and say, I want to gain a better understanding of others? Mm-hmm. Which is very important when you're leading a diverse team. And that is what I work once again. can get a little bit uncomfortable. But as you said, right? Have grace with oneself, right? Understand that the way you are is where you're not going to be. And understand that also in that same breath now, DEI and especially inclusion is a journey with no destination. Right. right? Simon said that cause of the infinite game. Yes. Right? Business is an infinite game. Yes. Right? In a loving way. And if we if we are enjoying the journey, that's a good thing. Right. It's not like this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no winners. There's no losers. We're all just trying to, I call it a mountaintop experience. Mm-hmm. Right? We Like I'm a Sherpa. Helping people on their journey, right? We know how to get there. I can help you get there a little faster, a lot faster. Yeah. I can help you enjoy the journey, mm-hmm. right? I can help. Like, that's what we do. Yeah. It's like we, you're, you're in your role to help people get there. Absolutely. To enjoy the journey, to understand that there's some potholes you want to, <laughs> some, yeah. some cliffs, some cliffs you might fall off of, some dangers, <laughs> right? But I'm going to grab you. I'm going <laughs> to grab you. I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go because we're going to walk this journey. We're going to do it together. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. So we we actually asked Debrina about the importance of leading with love. Let's see what she had to say about that. Integrity is if we have a diversity initiative or a DEI initiative, and then we have some goals, then that means there have to be plans and a strategy for the goals to be fulfilled. If we are saying and stating that we're committed to this in our organization and we're clear about the business, the compelling business reasons, because in business, you want to have everything tied to your growth and your health of the organization uh, and the well-being of your employees. Um, So integrity looks like we said so, here's our diversity statement, here's our goals. And that means you execute you give people the the authority, the freedom, the support to just make it real. And what we often find is there's subtle interference, overt interference, contradiction, um, saying it and then undermining and sabotaging, pre- creating barriers and hindrances. Um, and we have stories and stories, don't we, about those scenarios. So integrity is needed for, um, you know, in in the cornerstones of DEI work at the personal level, like you already were talking about. And then from our leaders, because as the head, so goes the body. And so if the head isn't operating in integrity and doesn't have the will, then the body follows behind the head. I love that. I love that. There's more that you and I are going to be able to talk about. Is there any um, final words you would want to share with individuals who think they're in integrity, but they find that the results are not aligning to what they want? Yeah. So if we have, let me just share with you some of the signs. If you're feeling tired, depleted, frustrated, find yourself complaining a lot, Um, or efforting lots of energy and not the commensurate results for all the energy and activity. Those are signs that hold up. I got some holes in the fabric of my personal power. I have some breaches 
of integrity. Let me go back and start at level one with self. What do I need to clean up? What do I need to acknowledge? And then sometimes forgiveness work is involved. That's a process, five steps to it. It's a process. It is a spiritual technology. It's not just write a letter or go to the altar or confess something. It's it's a whole recipe. And then we need to take a look at our integrity with with others, often family members, loved Mm. ones, spouse, partners. Those are where the children, those are where some of the most insidious breaches have happened that we need to go back and clean up. And so that would be where where I would have people start because then as you work the muscle in your personal life, your personal universe, then as you show up in bigger spaces and you're able to affect and influence more people, then that power of integrity ripples outward. And you're also able to operate and keep your word in those spaces, but there's a sequence to it. So that's where I would have people start. It's cleanup time. 20, well, actually 2020 and 2021 were cleanup time. We didn't do our cleanup. And now all the dunk, funk, and junk is splattering all over our lives. But cleanup is still needed. So that's where I would have people start. I love I love Debrina Jackson Candy. <laughs> Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. So when she was talking about um, you know, being personally accountable, mm. checking yourself. Are there any areas in your life that you feel like you are pushing to check yourself and or areas where you're pushing others to check themselves? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Especially uh, being a DEI practitioner to a large degree, I'm always checking myself. <laughs> Boy, hold on now. You know your lived experiences. They can make you have some blinders now. So, yes, I'm always doing that work of constantly checking myself. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure everyone just heard what she said. She said... As a DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion specialist, she's saying she checks herself on a regular basis. So it's one of the core foundational mm-hmm. things that we all need to do is check ourselves, yes. right? We have to check ourselves because it's not a problem. It's not a crime to have unconscious bias because that's how the brain works. The brain protects us mm-hmm. by creating those shortcuts, right? The, 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 the opportunity is once those things exist, whether you see them or not, or someone brings it to your attention, it's really about how do you mm. connect yep. with that individual? How do you reconnect with yourself? How do you decide that you're going to now walk in integrity, yeah. align your actions with your words, and, and, and modify your actions? Absolutely. I think it's just so challenging, right? We have to understand that people... <laughs> People will have these beliefs, these preconceived notions, and they were taught this sometimes from we little things. Mm-hmm. And now here you are, in some cases, um, I've worked with homogeneously white uh, leaders, in some cases where it's like, whoa, this is challenging everything I've known my whole life, and here right. I am, 40 plus. This no, I, You're not telling me I was wrong or my parents was wrong. Or this was <laughs> wrong. That's not happening. So that's, I think, what makes this work so challenging, right? But equally rewarding. Equally because rewarding. once you can... Get them on that journey with you. Have yes. them follow you. Um, they then open their eyes quite wide, quite wide to seeing how creating and cultivating that inclusive environment for everyone yes. um, only <laughs> raises that bottom line in the ways they want to see, right? Totally. So we can talk revenue. We can talk innovation. We can talk whatever lens that looked like in the business case. But I'm telling you, with inclusion, all of those bottom lines are going to raise. The statistics have shown it. So let's migrate from that business case and let's migrate to this is the why we should do it case. Let's humanize diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all, can you believe what we're on? We have, (laughs) 
less than less than about ten minutes left for this for this hour. So I really, really wanted to just take a moment because I like to I like for people to leave this space, right? It's called bigger than me mm-hmm. because it's bigger than me, right? Like I did, like to bring in experts, but we also have a strategy called bigger than me moments, mm-hmm. and just to activate what that is, I actually trademark this term because I want people to really activate in a loving way. So you have to lead with love, right? And I'm a female, so I was all into the Me Too movement. But we can all admit that, you know, the Me Too movement had some level of, you know. Exclusion to some degree. I get what you're saying. Right. I mean, it was like, oh, you know, thank God. I don't want to, like, yeah, like, like, be right care- like if I'm a guy, please don't say my name right. associated with the Me Too movement because right. I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. And not that that's a bad thing because you deserve to be in trouble if you're out there acting up. Absolutely. Right. So let me be clear. Me too, ladies. I'm with you. We are, I'm, I'm right. down for the cause. OK. <laughs> Peace be with you. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we have a, a, a an additional optimization and opportunity for us to really think about this as a success coach. We reframe things. Right. So as opposed to saying, hey, you're wrong because you just said, you, you know, you're challenging people who have. um thought about a certain thing or thought about their lives in a certain way for 40 years. And so we're basically saying, how do we get you to think differently? So how do we reframe this concept? And reframing it, part of that is celebrating when there's an opportunity for you to actually change the status quo. So it's really about celebrating, right? So when when we identify a bigger than me moment, I'm saying, hey, something has happened. Maybe you feel excluded and you're going to say to me, hey, this feels like a bigger than me moment. And I'm going to say, oh, tell me more. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I, like, I can't wait to hear. Yeah. What do you mean? Because that's going to be an opportunity for us to now up-level the organization, for that's us to right. do something that's going to change the status quo. Yeah. So do you like the idea of us kind of reframing this negative, potentially negative, like because you, you've harmed me. Yeah. And, and I've been harmed in corporate America. I felt excluded. I felt traumatized, to be perfectly honest, which is why I do the work, because I'm like, we can't let, this cannot be. This cannot yeah. be a norm we have to be able to create a space for good leaders to do better. And I think by inviting them to be a part of the solution lovingly yeah. is really important. So what are your thoughts about that concept of lovingly engaging people in a way that we repivot the idea of, uh, you know, changing yeah. their behavior? Yeah. So I, this goes back to the point I made earlier, right around you want to be successful. Or do you want to be great as a leader, especially, um, I think about if I want to be great, I think about what community am I building? How am I checking the individualism at the door, mm. right? Um, and, and, and the only way that you can do really, really, really lead um, with inclusivity is through love. Mm. Um, I most recently watched an incredible series, the Masterclass series, um, Black Love, Black History. Uh, and one thing I really took away from it is there's so much you can achieve with just love. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In the face of whatever adversity that may look like, long as you can stand in solidarity with love, with community, with advancing not an individual, but individuals, um, it's immense. And that's why I say uh, to leaders, check how much lip service you do. Check how much lip service you do. Because when your mouth moves, your feet got to move too. And you got to make sure that your feet is moving in alignment with the most underrepresented voices within your organization. And that is how you lead through love. That is how you lead through community. I love it. I love it. When, when MLK says, everybody can be great because everyone everyone, everyone can serve. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a college. You don't, ha- you don't have to have a college degree. Yeah. You don't have to make you do anything. All you have to do is have a heart 
full of grace and a soul generated by love. Absolutely. Some, some of <laughs> She's like, yes, and <laughs> drop the mic, yeah. MLK. <laughs> right. So many lessons learned from our journey. I mean, there's so much that we've accomplished and so much more that we can do. And I think just being here with you gets me super excited yeah. because we are on a journey to yes. truly help leaders who really want to change. And right. I and I have a very specific niche that I work with. I only work with leaders and organizations who really want to change, who are really ready to right. change, That's right? And, and, and I also like to say, and you said something similar earlier, uh, which is why I was so connected with you, but you know, it doesn't matter where you are. Mm-hmm. I like to say being in is the win. Like, yes. that's the win. Just deciding that I'm going to be a part of this journey. I'm going to do better. I'm going to, like, I, 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 I'm aligned with this strategic vision. Yeah. And I'm going to do my part to move forward. Being in is the win. Yes, it absolutely Committing is. Committing to, to lead, to change. How are you amplifying? Point blank in the period, right? How are you amplifying from grassroots all the way up to the C-suite? How are you amplifying those underrepresented voices to ensure that they are aware? Yes, it is our duty as servant leaders Mm -hmm. to ensure that they are aware that they are a part of this culture. Their their voices are heard. Their perspectives are seen and their ideas are invited. I love that. I love that. One of the things I heard you say, now you've said the word um, greatness Mm -hmm. several times. Um, And you also talked about, we both talk about this idea of love and darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Mm-hmm. This is another ML quote, uh, MLK quote. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that as well. So when you think about this idea of loving each other across the finish line. Yes. Right? So I think a lot of people find that this work can be hard. And it can be hard. But it doesn't mean it can't be enjoyable. I think that's the mm-hmm. other thing that I do when I think about bringing the right people together in community, right? Knowing yeah. that this actually can't be enjoyable, <laughs> right? It's not, not like real. you don't lose anything if you're a white male, by the way, and your voice, you think that your voice potentially is not being heard, right? That's the opposite of what we want. Right. I, I, you, you're doubly invited to bring your yes. voice because every voice matters. This is about inclusion for all Every one of us want to be a part. Have you ever been excluded on the playground? Yeah. Excluded. Like, we all want to be included. And there is tons of research. I love that you mentioned this. There's tons of research about, as a business person, right, right. inclusion creates optimization for individuals on your team to bring their best. It creates better connection across the team from a creativity perspective. Mm-hmm. It creates improved with improvements within your organization if people, let me be clear, that's only if you've created a culture, a yes. learning culture of inclusion. Yeah. A learning culture of inclusion. Not just, oh, I've now created inclusion because I did this one thing, because right. I, I paid for this one event. No, it's about in those moment by moment, that, the, the, the speed of trust. Yes. My book actually includes a lot about this idea of the speed of trust, too. So if you think about the idea of trusting someone, why is it so important that we, we trust right, the process yeah. as well as trust each other? I mean, we know what a huge difference that makes. Absolutely. Uh, I want to take a step back, too, uh, and get at something, the optimization piece, right? I tell my team more often than not, we're successful with inclusion when it is a metric of performance. So what that means is if I feel valued, if I feel trusted, if I feel connected, and if I feel like I'm being informed, I'm going to likely bring my whole self to work. And not only am I going to bring my whole self, I'm going to bring my best ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring my best perspectives. And I'm going to really be able to drive our business in the direction in which we all collectively want to take it. 
Um, and so I just wanted to definitely highlight that right there because it's really important. And then that also builds that trust as we go along this journey together because you've invited a space for me to bring my whole self. Yes, yes, and yes. Are there any specific things that you want to share to um, communicate to the community? Because we're going to be doing some work in the community. Like, I'm, you're, you're welcome back here anytime. But we're also doing a series of um, uh, webinars mm-hmm. that will be part of the book and the video. We're going to be bringing people in to really tell their stories. Because, again, we got to make sure youth and, and corporate America leaders at all levels are officially aligned with what success looks like. So we're right. going to create a space for people to tell their stories. Is there anything that you can share right now if you had to give someone uh, specific action items? The show is all about actions as well. Yes. Any final words you want to share related to taking action as we move on this journey together? Absolutely. A couple of things. Yes. One, tell your story because if you don't tell it, somebody mm. else going to tell it. Mm. Summary. <laughs> summary, <laughs> summary. So definitely ensure that you tell your story. Um, and then also equally as important, this message goes out to my leaders. How, where, how do you know where you're at as an organization when it comes to inclusion? How do you know I could say, yep, my leaders are within my organization, members within my organization feel included? How do you know that? Mm. So my advice to them would be, where's that pulse? How are you capturing that pulse, whether it be within focus groups, whether it be within a, a, a survey? How are you capturing that pulse to understand where you're truly at so that you can collectively make sure you're advancing in the, uh, the vision that you all have outlined? Um, And then last thing I'll leave this with, and we've said it, we said it over and over and over again. Anybody can be successful. Anybody can be successful. I think what's important to think about in that success is greatness. How are you you being great? How are what you're doing lifting up others along the way? And I think that's why I I know that's why I've stayed for Amazon as long as I have. Um, I started as a seasonal and now I'm a senior DEI program manager. And the reason why I've stayed is because along that journey, the, the more I climbed, the more I was making sure others were climbing with me. Um, so be sure to always keep that at top of mind as well as you advance within your careers. I love that. I love that. So this idea of not only achieving your goals, but helping others to achieve yes. their goals. You said you enjoyed the journey. You enjoyed the process because you were helping others yes. on the journey. Nathan, are you excited? <laughs> he's nodding his head he said we have one minute left so what i really want to do is really ask each of you to just decide what are you going to do in 2022 to live with a greater level of integrity yeah. what are you going to do to actually contribute to inclusion for all that's our journey that's the work that we're going to be doing together so stay with us again right here we're going to continue to move this journey forward together it's bigger than me But together, it's not bigger than us. We got this. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank Thank you, Debrina, also for joining. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We'll see you again. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Thank you.